Alhamdulillah, it's an incredible honor to be here and I appreciate the invitation from Anad Iman and all the people that have helped facilitate this. Um, we're hoping to not take too much of your time, but inshallah all of that time is not for us to take. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it's a means of, uh, of purification, of a means of uh, intellectual stimulation and it means to purify our hearts, to understand something more of our purpose and to be to increase unity amongst the believers. Um, prior to starting, I'd like to reflect something about this, what uh, uh, Imam just mentioned about the importance of Christchurch and what took place. Uh, there was no doubt that people felt the the impact of the incident globally, and not just the from the place of trauma and that rupture that took place on March the 15th but in fact more so the subsequent response of the people of New Zealand and there's no dichotomy you are the people of New Zealand it's not the Muslims and the people of New Zealand you are the Muslims of New Zealand and in this current time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this something which is um, not in any kind of glory hunting type way but it, it's an accolade it's, it's a maqam it's something very profound with Allah because the world to any greater or lesser extent is, has a focus and what they're looking for is in some ways how we respond and we're people that have a methodology we're people that have coordinates. We're people that have a way, a path. One of the challenging things of being a Muslim is we often forget that we're also human beings and we share human-like qualities with other people. Not that we forget that we're human, but we understand that we talk about the Muslims and other people. But there are many things that we share with people. We hurt, we feel pain, we feel trauma. We don't have all the answers about the broader uh, you know, things in life in and of ourselves and we don't have all the answers of that which Islam provides we, we're, we're mahalla naqs you know, we have a deficiency in our being but not, that's ne that was never the problem and that was never the contention that uh, Muslims had when we fail to realize that that was when problems start to come in the human being is in his essence weak but in connecting and turning back to Allah we're strong and we're strengthened and that's a process it's not a one-off event it's not something which we do and like turning on a light bulb because even electricity at some way down in the power station runs out and it depletes and it has to be you know that's why they're looking uh, for all forms of, you know, kind of sustainable energy is because things run out. That's the sunnah Allah fil hayat. It's the way things work. It's God's plan within the dunya. Things uh, deplete and things go away and things weaken. So as Muslims, we need to look for those sources of strength. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, in depicting this incredible 
uh, event which took place uh, with the Prophet وسلم, and the Sahaba anhum. As we know, it's the Battle of Ghazwat Badr. The Battle of Badr is epic engagement between Haq and Batil. Absolute truth and authenticity and that which was fake and pretending to be real but was false and was dark and was evil and was corrupt. And the numbers were really interesting because there were 300 of the believers and they say over a thousand of the non-disbelieving Quraysh. But they were victorious. And they weren't just victorious in the fact that they, there was an outward victory, that they, they won that particular battle. They were victorious because they maintained principle, because they were firm upon their belief. That's the true victory amongst the people of La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's not that we become this kind of domineering entity, that we gain power and rule. And start. That, that was never the, the high purpose of Islam. The Nasr, the true victory of Islam, is the preservation of prophetic realities. One of those is in that which he said in the hadith, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I was, innama. this is a particle in the Arabic language, for those of you which are studying the Arabic language, which negates everything else. I was only sent. In many ways you could say in English, the only reason why I was sent was to complete, لِأُتَمِّمَ to perfect beautiful human character, akhlaq. The Prophet ﷺ was the most gracious of human beings that ever walked the earth. He was the had the most manners, he had the most courage, he had the most kindness, hospitality, humility. And our individual victory in and of ourselves, because there is a war waging within each, every single one of us, the battle against the ego, the battle against the pulls and the draggings of the, of the dunya, then the, 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 the very word in the Arabic language means something which is lowly. Deni, it's, it's lowly. But it also has the connotation linguistically that it's something that pulls you. So we have this capacity as human beings to be pulled to that which is low. And this is the archetype as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks and mentions in the Quran. The lowest of the low that you've usurped something of your potential of a human to be human and you've lowered it and then we become they're just like an'am New Zealand is a place with many many sheep mashallah there's great livestock grazing but we're not to be like the sheep the sheep are being sheep and the goats are being goats and the cows are being cows but the human being if he has any awareness of something of his potential should live more than just some kind of grazing animal that chews the cud. So this akhlaq is really the niza, it's the, it's the, it's the defining um, character, characteristic or trait which, which uh, places somebody in that category if they don't have it, or places somebody in a place of elevation and loftiness and greatness in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala worthy to have it. The reason why we need to have this paradigm that we're doing it for Allah is that there will be many people that maybe don't appreciate that. 
And one of the challenges is sometimes within a contemporary culture is you might be kind, show some kindness to someone, but they don't have the, 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 the cultural uh, finesse to reciprocate it, to be kind back. So one of the things that, you know, in visit, I've visited Indonesia a number of times, and the people in the nature, uh, people at Bakhlaq in kindness, the, 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 the default is to smile and to be welcoming, and that's an amazing quality in the people of Nusantara, because this was the quality of our Prophet Muhammad But you may come to certain cultures here, and maybe the people don't smile back, or people don't have the time of day, and people, and that could be abrasive, that could be hard. Assalamu alaikum, how are you? And maybe they just ignore you. Maybe they don't, maybe they engage. But we shouldn't have an expectancy on what you can term the linear level to a fellow human being. Don't expect things in other people. You maintain your composure, you maintain your principle, and be a person of goodness and light. And your expectation is in God. Your expectation is in Allah. That you weren't doing it just to have a nice response. You find some, sometimes walk, walking amongst people, someone gives salams, and the person may not respond. And the person goes, Astaghfirullah, this is not the sunnah of our Prophet And the person gets all bitter and it ruins their entire day because the person didn't reciprocate their salams. Make excuses. Maybe the person didn't hear. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. Maybe the person's having a bad day. Maybe they don't know the fiqh ruling of the, 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 the wujub and the, the obligation of responding to the salam. But we're not going to be a source of light to people if all we spread is anger. Is when we say, well, I did my bit to be to have good manners and nobody else had good manners with me, why were you having the good manners? True akhlaq is to have good character for the sake of God. If it becomes for the sake of creation, then it's just being a nice guy. And that's not what the Prophet came to teach. From the essence of akhlaq is to, to be a person that unifies and brings people together. This process of ta'lif, to be a source of healing for people. So people can feel reconciled. When the hearts um, feel this kind of abrasion and, and alienation, wahsha in the Arabic language, you just feel lonely and alienated. It's very hard to be human. It's very hard to, to be, uh, you know, and what we're talking about is that, is the, is in a later state of our humanity to be kind, all those things which in most traditional cultures would have. And they all recognize these are universal values, as they say in a, in a modern kind of vernacular. But to be a source of unity. We can only be a source of unity if we ourselves are unified. Alhamdulillah, we have this incredible message of Tawheed, which the Prophet brought to us. And he brought to us in every action, every word, every intention, every wujha, every inclination, every agenda, every motive that he had, وسلم, was enveloped in the realities of Tawheed, recognition of the Divine Oneness, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not just, and we're not talking about some kind of ab abstract logic chopping. What we're talking about here is that you live and you breathe the realities of Tawheed in your daily interactions. What does that mean? That when I meet somebody, another Muslim, and maybe they have a different understanding, a different belief, and, but it's all within the broader uh, realms and the scope of this blessed and inclusive religion, the, the people of La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu that I don't allow my ego, and I don't place my ego 
before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what that means is that, you know, sometimes we're not always in the best of moods. Maybe didn't have a, the person didn't have the cup of coffee in the morning and they respond in a certain kind of way. We need to be sources of goodness, sources of light, sources of khair. This is the way of the Muslims. And this is why uh, the Arabs have the analogy of the, of, the, of the date palm. You know a date palm? So if they say if you throw a stone at it, it doesn't throw the stone back. See, it's, a, you know, it's a plant. But what's, what happens if you throw a stone at the dates? It pours forth dates. It gives off goodness. And this is the analogy of, of, the, of the believer. And what we mean by the believer? A person who has, whose heart's active, who's living, who's breathing. You're a Muslim. That's not just a category which you take off on a particular form when you're asked about your religion. That's a living, breathing tradition. You are an inheritor of the Prophet Muhammad in his character, in his way, in his experience and living of the realities of Tawheed. One of the most powerful ways, and it's very interesting, and a number of scholars have alluded to this, the, the human being in his fitrah, that default base natural disposition, kind of like the reset button of the human being, the fitra, is inclined towards recognizing Tawheed. That's the, the, the default. It's very easy for a child that's nurtured in a faith-based environment to recognize God and recognize and understand the realities of, of, of the Creator, Jalla Jalala. But what we have to do is learn how to preserve this. Now what can happen is if we move away from being sources of unity and sources of uh, oneness, then our connection to the one starts to deplete. Allah, quote-unquote, moves away. Now Allah is always there, but we become veiled by these things. And then we start to find difficulties in our lives, challenges, and we become severed. And it starts to become a chore to be Muslim. It's a great blessing to see, mashallah, so many people here for Salat al-Fajr. But how many Muslims are present here in Wellington? And we need to be people of care because you can't be a source of unity if you don't care for people. And that care isn't just once again that you have an expect expectancy. You speak nicely to the person, you're kind to the person, maybe even encourage the person, give the person a gift and then they don't respond. The expectation once again is only in Allah. This is the living, breathing reality of Tawheed. But we need to be sources of community and that's through this prophetic quality. The Prophet wasallam wasn't too concerned about exterior influence. One time the Sahaba came to him and they said, Ya Rasulullah, all of the, the tribes they've gathered together, they're going to assassinate you, Ya Rasulullah. And what did the Prophet wasallam do? Well, let's get to the fortress, defense systems, you know, at the ready, get everyone in front, get the, get the weapons out. And the, he didn't say that. He was sat cross-legged, incredibly calm and serene, and he looked up and he said, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakeel. And this wasn't somebody that didn't have any understanding of you know, how to interact socially or even in terms of uh, you know, in, in anything like that. He wasn't negligent, وسلم, He had the deepest understanding that any, any human being could ever have. And he understood that if we, un if we connect back to Allah and we have this... Um, uh, what the Arabs would call waqar, 
which is this human dignity, this comport, this way of being, uh, then we'll be okay. If we turn back to Al-Qawi, the strong, the source of all strengths, Jalla Jalal, Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, then we too will have this strength to carry on. This community, in, and we just, we just come from Christchurch, we're going back there tomorrow, we need to be sources of strength for one another, to help support one another. To look over those differences, which were we to be people of knowledge or connect to people of knowledge, we don't understand many of these things. We don't need to be focusing on these things right now. We need to be focusing on those realities which bind us. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah If a person has this light in their heart, it's an incredible thing. And part of the nature of the akhlaq, the character of the true believer, is they venerate and they honor and they, you know, they have exquisite character to the people of La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah The Prophet said لَيْسَ مِنَّا مَنْ He's not from us I mean he's not truly realized in the realities of Iman the one that does not honor and respect our elders and have, human, have a gentleness you could say or respect to our, to our youth Now what has being respectful to people and being and honoring people got to do with a belief in the heart? Our actions have an impact. So if we're respectful, if we're kind, if we follow in the way of the Prophet ﷺ, these are all proofs, these are all manifestations of the reality of this Tawheed and its rooting within the soul and in the heart. Every single one of you here has a mission. There's a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought, brought you here. You're not here haphazardly. And there are outward asbab. And what we mean by outward asbab is maybe someone comes here for work, somebody comes here for education, so on and so forth. All of those things are mubah and permissible within the sacred law. But don't miss out on the opportunity. And what we're not talking about here is necessarily da'wah and shouting and screaming. This is not da'wah. <laughs> you know, da'wah is, is a kind word. Da'wah is a smile. Da'wah is serving somebody that's in need. The Muslims are the source of nafa and benefit to a society. You breathe life into people. This is what took place. This is what took place when they went to Persia. This is what took place when they went to Andalusia. We forget that Islam was in Europe. You know, Islam spread throughout the East and the West. It wasn't this kind of monolithic entity which only resided in a tiny little village in the Arabian Peninsula. You know, it was, it was spread. And the light comes from that blessed land of Medina Munawwara. And the light comes from that blessed land of Mecca and Mukarram. And the people took from this light and they took from the realities of this Tawheed and they spread it out from people. Yeah. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, I was only sent to complete perfect human character. In this we become realized in our connection back to Allah. We start to taste some of the beauty within our prayer. We become reconciled human beings. We become conduits of goodness and beauty and kindness to everyone that we meet because we're conscious of the one and our responsibility in this land and wherever we may be in this life. And we'll see the repercussions of this in the next. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us success. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purify our character. Make us to be people who follow the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in everything that we do, everything that we say, 
in the way that we intend, in the way that, in our motives, in our agendas, to be prophetic human beings, to people who are bastions of this great tradition, that go forth and whoever they meet, they're conscious of Allah, and Allah is watching them, and that every single one of us is account accountable. Be a source of light, be a source of goodness, be a source of greatness in yourself, and spread it throughout humanity. Wassalamu ala Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. الحمد لله رب العالمين